This is The Great Equalizer, a parenting podcast about the realities of being a mom or dad in modern Josie. We are your hosts, Sam and Charlene, and we believe we're all rocking the same kind of crazy. So let's get real, let's get honest, and let's have a laugh about the ups and downs of our current upside down. Hashtag no judges. This week on The Great Equalizer, Sam scares the bejesus out of her child again. Charlene is done with birthday parties. And we decide to call a spade a spade. That's right, folks. We're calling BS on the festive season. Hello. It's been a hot minute again. Yes, you were away and uh, so many things have happened. Yeah. Life happens while we're making other plans. Exactly. So sorry again to anybody who um, was looking forward to a follow-up of our episode um, and that we, you know, we were going to get one out last week. We didn't. And shit happens. Yes. You know, we, I think we were more bummed than anybody else. Exactly. As, as I discussed, Charlene, I think our listeners, our followers are, you know, waiting with bated breath on a Saturday morning. Exactly. And so disappointed. Yeah, they've in, like carved out the how full we have day failed them for to not us. delivering on our promises. In fact, I think we just lost half of them. Oh, come back. Yeah, so to those of you who are still here, thank you. <laughs> Um, I mean, it it all wraps into our bombing at momming and bad mom moments, why we couldn't be with you last week and also why we've decided to change our content strategy for December. Yes. Um, All will be revealed soon, guys. So let me um, get into how I've been momming the last uh, few weeks I did suppose you, that did you put another spider throw another spider at your <laughs> child or what did you do so we were um driving in the car yesterday from Joburg to Pretoria and um I keep telling Elijah because right my car's just built in such a way that he has he can open the door mm-hmm. he has access to the door, the door and handle, I don't yeah. I think I put kitty lock on actually I'm not even sure I'm not even sure if I put kitty lock in but I've said to him you do not touch that. Yes. You do not push any buttons here. You don't, and I've t- and I don't know whether I'm too extreme, but I mean, he doesn't cry about it. So he's. I turned. Around, Ray was busy driving, and I I turned around, and he he was looking at the console that has the buttons where you can open the window, and where you can pull the door open. Mm. And he said, "Mommy, I I'm I'm not pushing buttons here. Hey." So mm. I said, "No. Remember what mommy said." When you push buttons there, the car door will fly open and you'll also fall out the car. And then you're going to be gone forever and mommy will be very sad. (laughs) And he said, okay, I'm not going to push the buttons. So I said, cool. So I turn around and I carry on and I probably was looking at my phone or whatever. And then I just hear this little voice a few minutes later, mommy, mommy. And I turn around and the windows open like this much, like like. He's three, like, like three centimeters. It's going to suck me out of this small yeah. hole. And he had this panic on his face. Like, mommy, mommy. <laughs> and I looked at Ray and I was like, oh, no. Um, and Ray's the only one who can close it because I can't close. Like, I don't have control. From the if passenger I'm not driving. seat. Yes, yeah. Ray has control over all four doors as windows. Yes. And I said, Ray, Ray, close the window. Yeah, I told you not to. And my reaction was that he was going to fly out fly of the, the Like I told him, exactly. he would fly out of the this kid was once the window was closed after I panicked Ray into like Closing you've got control, close the damn window. Um, 
Elijah just felt this sense of deep relief and okay. he just burst into tears and he was snicking. I was crying proper okay. for about 10 minutes because he thought he had almost died, basically. Well, at least he knows that. <laughs> I'm not putting it down as a bad mom moment because I told the fucking kid, do exactly. not push the damn button. And what did you do? You pushed the button. Well, I, I suppose this is where he'll learn which things you can test the waters on and which things you can't. So he was so testing. He called my bluff. I said, you're going to fall out of that car. The window's going to open and it's going to suck you out. It's really sweet how he still calls for mommy when he feels like he's in trouble. Like, mom, I made a boo-boo. Can you bail me out here? He was so scared, Charlene. He oh, shame. had the fear of the Lord in his face. I can imagine. Like, yeah, he... It was a bad one. Well, so it's I'd good. Go, when they're in danger, I think you need, when they're potentially in danger, you need to, you need to scare them a little bit. Don't fuck around with the door. I'm not ever sure whether the kitty lock is on or not. And that's just like not part of my, you know, things to do list. Exactly. And so, accidents do happen. So yes. it's better that way. So you know, if, if I have a kitty lock on, then maybe he drives in one of his grandparents' cars that don't. Mm. And you're used to fucking around with the damn door handle. Exactly. And maybe one day the door does fly open. Exactly. And you might be strapped into a car seat, but you're not going to be strapped into a car seat forever. forever. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. So he's probably never, ever going to try and open a window or open the door ever, ever again. Oh, good. But yeah. So um, it's ne- it's just a momming moment. It's not a bad mom moment, yes. and it's not a bombing. It it was just like wow. It was one of those things that happened. Just one yeah. of those things. <laughs> Shame, man. In terms of being a good mom, yeah. he was um, sick last week. One of the many reasons why we couldn't record last week. Well, yes. one of the, the primary reason why yes. we didn't record last week. Let me say, and I just let me just say I don't need to say more than that. Yeah. He's better now. He's better and now. He's, he's actually a little fever champ. for the first time in his life. Yeah. On my watch. Well, he's but he, he's such a little champ also because he's just resilient, your kid. Yes, see. And he takes his meds. He doesn't like it, but he takes whatever meds I give him. You see, mine don't. So, mm. yeah, you can be very lucky there. What did you do that is a bad mom moment? <laughs> I... So this could be me or it could, but it's probably just me because I've, I left them out. So I bought myself pain. I've been having this recurring headache for the past month or so where it's the same damn, I don't know, area that the headache is in at the same time every day. It's weird. And so I bought myself a box of painkillers and it's a bit of the stronger ones with um, codeine in it. Mm-hmm. Well, like a tub, mm-hmm. tub of the painkillers. And I... Leave them around. He doesn't tend to get into that kind mm. of stuff. So I don't put it high up in a medicine cabinet or whatever. Like I, exactly my theory on parenting my specific child. Maybe I have another one and that child is different. But if I tell you no, it fucking means no. Mm. And you're going to burn your fingers if, if there are matches on the table and you fuck around with them. You're going to burn mm. your fingers. If you're going to push the buttons I told you not to push, then the car door's going to fly open and you're going to fall out. Mm. And... You know, bad shit's going to happen. So just trust me when I say bad shit's going to happen. So you must know, don't touch my shit. If I've got like a box of pills out, don't touch my shit. Mm. (laughs) And he tends to listen most of the time. Joshua was like that as well. If you said, no, don't touch it, it's going to break or hurt you. He would not. He wouldn't. So um, maybe my safety precautions aren't like the the highest priority at the moment. (laughs) So... I, I think you're also complacent because you know he's a kid who listens generally. Yes, who, yeah. If you say no, then and historically he has always stuck to that. Stuck to that, yes. So 
I don't know what happened because I'm so dear my car with this. And it's truly is silly season. Mm. It's madness. And um, I remember taking the pills and putting them in my handbag. Mm. I think I did. <laughs> then one day last week, I unpacked his school bag. And lo and behold, in his school bag was this full tub of pills. Holy cow. In his school, that went to school with him for I don't know how many days because I hadn't taken a headache tablet for most of last week. I don't think I took one last week. Holy cow. So when I was unpacking his school bag, there are the pills. And I said to Ray, I must have not put it in my bag. I must have put it in his bag. So I think, I'm still not sure about the facts. You don't think that he grabbed it and put it in I his bag? I asked him yes. and I said, did you take this and put it in your school bag? And he said, yes. Uh, so he might have also grabbed it out of my bag or off a off table. Of the table, yeah. Because he does, point. I mean, yeah, kids are fucking weird. Also, it's a little shaky bottle that makes makes a sound. Yeah, so. and they like, all of the kids and the kids in his class are like taking little tokens and they mm. put, always put shit in their school bag, like remote controls. Well, I want to show my friends at school this yeah, thing. Yeah, so I think he might, either I absentmindedly put this it's into the bag or he bag, grabbed it. Or he grabbed it and put it in his bag and I don't know how many days it was in there for. None of the teachers were like, what the fuck is the codeine tablets doing in your Well, luckily no one noticed because, oh dear heavens, yes. the mom guilt that comes with it. So You're a terrible um, mom. So I don't Sam. even know the facts, but I just know that my kid had access to pain, very strong painkillers. It's so happened to me. In one of our episodes, we discussed that I left the medicine in the nappy bag and Jess got hold of yeah. it. So... Listen, it happens to all of us at some point. Don't feel too bad about you it. No, I don't even feel bad. And I think I feel bad about not feeling bad. <laughs> <laughs> just I'm that, so over it. I'm just like, it, that would have been one too many things for me to think about. Exactly. Week, so. It happened. It's over. We survived it. Fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> I think he's chill. He's cool. Yeah, all right. So good. lay it on me. How are you bombing at mommy? Well, I survived this damn joint kids' birthday party. So my two, as you know, have one as a birthday in December and one in January. And I spoke about it in a, a previous episode where this year I just decided it's the same people that have to come to this birthday party. So I'm just having one birthday party mm. before Christmas so that in January when I'm even more broke, I don't have to deal with having another party again. Mm. And everything was going swimmingly and it was just going to be a small little, get together and then I had issues with the venue and one thing after the next just went pear-shaped um things just never went away from no from from beginning to end the more I try to keep it simple the more complex it became and the more complicated it became and in the end we survived it so I will say that I'm bombing at momming because I managed to pull it off despite this damn weather because I mean my kids were just soaking wet I I packed like four sets of clothes because they were running in the rain most of the day. And even when it wasn't raining, there were puddles of water everywhere. And there's just no way you're going to keep the kids out of the play Mm. area at a restaurant when it's raining. Um, Everybody managed to make their own pizzas. The venue that I eventually moved it to was very accommodating and I was stressed as all hell, but the feedback I'm getting from all the guests, one of which is you, um, said that it was a perfectly fine birthday party. It was great. And everybody had a very nice time. It was great. And Elijah Reed, um, I must thank him. He took Elijah off of my hands because Bray was working and I got to the party and after Elijah's nap and Reed was Reed like seamlessly like 
took charge of it, but it it had to be a very slow, unsuspecting handover. <laughs> and he was like, "Can I make a, a pizza with you, Elijah?" And Elijah's like, "No." And he's like, "Okay, mom will sit here." And eventually, Rhett like won him over, and I could slip Sneak away, sneak off, and just have a <laughs> moment to yourself. Yeah. And uh, Elijah made pizza, and he had a flip, and he was also sopping wet by the end of the day. I know. Um, he, no, it was lacquer, but I know exactly how you feel because Elijah's party this year, people tell me they had a great time and they say they had fun. I hated every second of it. It was so stressful. Stressful. My heart was in my throat. Most of the time. And I don't know why I allow myself to get so stressed up about it, but I I was stressed and every year I say we're not doing a big thing, I'm not doing it again, but somehow, regardless of the size or what I do, I always feel stressed around this time. Oh my God, can we talk about the cake? <laughs> okay, so let's just say I think I'm bombing it, bombing because I survived it. And despite the fact that the cake was one of those, you know, those memes that you see where you see the... <laughs> The, perf- the picture of what the cake was supposed to look like and then the way the cake actually turned out. I mean, we can post it on, on Instagram. I for feel our, so for bad. Our, I f- it's Dad, my fault. Why is it your because fault? Because, listeners, I use the same cake supplier that I put onto everybody. She is very affordable. And now we know why. She's very affordable. She never fucked up Elijah's cake or my mom's birthday cake this year or my friend's uh, fourth uh, kid's fourth birthday party cake. And then... Charlene's I genuinely think that she was just having a bad day and she ran out no, but of time. No, that's not acceptable. It's not acceptable. The truth of the matter is that's not your fault. It's not your yeah. fault for recommending her. She, she ran out of time, clearly ran out of time because the cake was like God, half it made. Was, it was like it was the leaning up with strong. <laughs> It is like the leaning tower of Pisa. Oh my god! It's quite funny. We'll po- we'll post a picture of it. I did like a little, uh, like a and and this is quite fitting actually for our episode today because it's like expectation <laughs> versus reality. And so I did a little a little picture of what the cake was supposed to look like and then what it actually oh looked my like. God, guys, like a little nailed it meme. Like, it's not that bad, is it? I was like, yeah, it is. No, it's, it's, quite, it's quite bad. You know what I said to everybody at the party was like, my biggest concern was that people are going to think I made it because <laughs> it looked like a like a DIY jobby. Oh my god! And I was just like, I'll, I don't want people to think that I made it because I didn't. <laughs> anyway, when you cut it open and I saw the straws falling out, I was oh like, what? the kids, the kids loved it. Joshua loved his cake, despite the fact that it was supposed to be Superman and it turned out it was supposed Spider-Man. to be Spider Man. Turned out to be Superman. I just, I just told I'm them, so look, it's, it's got an S for Spider-Man I'm on it. So and mad that about was that. that. I mean, don't be mad. Everybody had a nice time, and I'm just glad that it's over. So, so tell, tell the kind listeners what you did. That's your bad mom moment. Oh, so I uh, got manipulated uh, into buying when I went to buy additional gifts for the party packs because the original ones that I ordered didn't arrive in time. Just another thing that went wrong for the birthday party, I had to go and whisk off to a little uh, party shop somewhere to find uh, additional gifts for the party packs. And I could only do it at a time that I had Joshua with me and he manipulated me into getting whistles for the party packs. Mm, Not one, ladies and gents. Not two, three. 
three, There's a pack of three. whistles. <laughs> they each make a different sound. Mm. And <laughs> uh, don't I know it? Don't I know it, Charlene? So here's the thing. I contemplated not putting them into the party packs. I just bought them to appease Joshua. But then I had this whole stash of them at the house. And Joshua was driving me nuts with these effing whistles. And I decided, why should I suffer alone? Thank you. You're all getting one in your party pack. Thanks so much for that. <laughs> that is Charlene's bad mom moment. <laughs> Um, so let's chat a bit about skipping last week's episode, which was supposed to be an episode on kid-friendly things to do uh, with your kid in Joburg. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, but we we had a different viewpoint on this matter recently. Right, because the more I looked into it, the n- more depressed I got. And I spoke to you about it. And turns out, you felt the same way. Please remember, what we say on this podcast can only be considered the gospel on planets Sam and Charlene, respectively. Our kids and husbands can be assholes and angels at the same time. And only we're allowed to say so. And lastly, by virtue of the fact that we are women and it comes naturally to us, we reserve the right to change our minds and or contradict ourselves whenever we so choose. And we don't want to hear a damn thing about it. Hashtag no judges. Let me tell you a little joke. Yes. Spell the tom in tomato. T-O-M. Spell the pot in potato. P-O-T. Spell the fuck in money. <laughs> there is no fucking money, Sam. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I know, there is no fucking money. <laughs> so I, w- I was doing this list, which I, I could still put out, you know, maybe on our website or whatever, and we were going to... Do an episode ahead of December, yeah, 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 on kid-friendly things to do with your child in Joburg. Same, we did the same thing last year, and there's like still lights going on in Melrose Arch. I don't know if Empress Palace is doing the same thing that they did last year. Yes, I think um, they are. Tons of theatre stuff. Frozen Two is coming out. There's new water parks and the new restaurants to try. But honestly, the more I wrapped my head around this list, the more I realised I'm not getting there. And I won't get there because I can't spend another fucking cent on stuff for my kid. Mm. I don't even know if I'm going to be able to afford to to spend, the, I mean, let's be honest, the 400 bucks it takes to take your kid to a movie. And I shared another, like, someone I follow on Instagram, a, f- a friend of ours's, um, you know, post about... A client didn't pay. A client didn't, she works for herself and a client didn't pay her and so it's going to be a very slim Christmas for her. And I was just like, you know, it's not just me. And I'm not going to shove it down our listeners' throats that look at all the stuff you can spend money on, guys. The truth is, Sam, you're quite right because I feel exactly the same. I feel overwhelmed, first of all. I feel feel like I want to do all those things, but I... Wouldn't it be nice? The thought enters my mind and then I'm like... Okay, well, we don't have money for that. We don't have money for that. We don't have money for that. And then I just come up feeling inadequate again. Yeah, I feel I come, completely I come shift. up feeling empty because, oh, damn it. I can't go to that. I can't go to that. I can't go to that. So the more I see moms doing or saying, oh, we're going to do this. We're going to do that. And let's be honest. And doing it Social well. media is at the moment saturated also with lists and calendars and things to do mm. um, over the festive season or to keep you 
busy during the school holidays, c- uh, cake baking, uh, donut making, this and that, this and that. And then I'm like, oh, this could be nice. Okay, it's 120 bucks. Okay, it's 85 bucks. You try and do each, you try and do just two or three activities a week to occupy your kids. And then you still have to buy Christmas presents. You still have to get through the festive season. And think about January, all the new stuff you can have to buy for school, XYZ. I just feel inadequate aren't all the we, time. You know, aren't, last time I looked, we were like in a recession, you know. <laughs> exactly. And, and feeling it and feeling the punch. Ray and I um, uh, haven't been able to, to you know, r- increase our rates. Um, we both work for ourselves. Yes. We can't increase our rates really next year. Nobody's gonna, nobody wants to pay my current rates. Exactly. People are battling <laughs> to pay current rates. Exactly. People are asking for discounts and special preferential rates. Same with, with Red's business. I, you know, so I just, no, there's, there's no fucking money. And I'm not like, I don't want to say, uh, poor me, you know, it's not, it's not about that. We're still very privileged and, and all of that. It's this pressure. That's a thing. To it's have the, this perfect holiday season where you have all the full-on bells and whistles, I can't. And we would all love to do it. You know what it is for me as well? Like if I, if I were to set out to do a number of things this uh, school holiday season, I, would, I, I already feel inadequate because I know I can't do them. So then I set out and say, okay, let me try and make a plan to do some of them. Get to after Christmas, not having been able to do most of them, and then I just feel, feel more shocked. inadequate because I feel like I failed at what I set out to do. So I don't want to be sitting here telling our listeners, let's do this, let's do that. Or here's this great thing, here's this great thing. Because if you feel like I feel, mm. I'm just going to make you feel like more of a piece of shit mom. Mm. Because, oh, fuck, I'd love to do that, but mm. I can't. So, guys, we decided to veer. You'll listen to our last episode where we say, tune in next week where we'll be talking about things to do in Joburg. This is the reason why we decided not to do it. And that's not to slam anybody else who's put out no. a list. It's just that also those lists are already out there. Google it that's and you'll thing. find it. There's a, enough of it on Instagram. And if you are one of those moms who managed to do yes, a whole ton of things, you, friend. just can we live just vicariously through <laughs> you? Because well effing done for you and the fact that you are able to do it because we come up short. I've also <laughs> got to say, I've and it started coming towards the end of the year with school. And I, I had a little bit of like, it was very tongue in cheek where I complained about the teacher's gift on Instagram. <laughs> and I said, you know, I'm pretty sure that the person who invented teacher's gifts was a was teacher. A teacher. <laughs> well, it's a freaking great idea if you're a teacher. Look, I do that's it. That's not to say I'm, I'm ungrateful for everything those teachers no, put man, in. It's, it's not, not about it's that. It's not about that. It's that don't, don't you find that this has become another meter stick for moms to measure themselves up against each other there's so much already there's what is up with teacher's gifts i don't remember doing that well i don't know if my mom ever gave me a gift for my teacher i think maybe i took maybe a chocolate. at the end of my like primary school career yes. yes where i had the same teachers lead and i really don't i'm not saying teachers don't deserve no gifts. that's not I'm what just we're saying, saying these cutesy pinterest worthy out of the box ideas which might I add, I stuck to this year. I made it affordable for myself. Yes. I thought about the thing that's going to cost me the least money, but that would be a thoughtful gift. That would matter. And I, now I'm stressing like, okay, I did that this year. What am I going to do next year? But to be honest with you, and Sam. I can't do similar thing to what Susie did 
uh, for her child because they're going to think I copied next year. And I'm getting sucked into the momming fucking vortex. It's, it's just one so more bad. thing that adds pressure. One more thing on your list that has to be done and that makes you feel like if I want to be a good enough mom, I need to tick these boxes. Yeah. And I just, on the teacher's gift note, I just have to tell you, I had a discussion with, remember I told you, I'm not fucking doing that. I last said it year, last year. Before, before Josh went yes. to school. And this year, <laughs> I actually asked you, what am I going to do about teacher's yeah. gifts? But the reason I asked you was not because I, I felt like I don't want to seem good enough amongst all the other gifts that the mom's gift. I... I felt very grateful because it was a difficult year for me to mm. see my kid go off to school and I wanted to express gratitude to the teacher who made it streamlined for us and made us help us cope with it. And I had a discussion with my friend's mother who is a teacher and has been a teacher for, I think, more than 25 years. Mm. And I asked her, what is the expectation as far as a teacher's gift is concerned? And she said to me that... To her, it means the world if a parent writes her a letter, a, a, note. a note to express their gratitude in wow, the form of okay. a note. She says, I can, have, I can get chocolates and the, the parents that do buy me chocolates and teddy bears and whatever, I'm grateful for that. It's thoughtful. But what means the most to me is because that acknowledgement because parents notice or teachers notice when a gift is being presented just because oh fuck i gotta get a teacher's gift because everyone's yeah, doing it all the boxes so that also comes across in a teacher's Interesting. gift so yeah. as a teacher and she's seen it i mean she's got a couch full of teddy bears that she's been given over the years by parents um, as teacher's gifts and she's not ungrateful for those because it's the thought that counts but she says don't put yourself under pressure because if you're just, I got to do it because everyone does it, mm. then the thought doesn't count mm. anymore. Because I definitely got sucked into that vortex where I'm just like, oh my God, the other moms or the teachers are going to be like, mm, Elijah's mom didn't. Mm. And this is the problem is it's not just a reflection on me. It's a reflection on my child. I'm res representing our family with mm. this. There's so much psychology to it. I think it's worth uh, delving into again own, next yeah. year. Yeah. So, so there's teachers' gifts, and then also just the lead up where you're spending additional money to, you know, make things nice for the kids at school. Mm. Um, we had to like their Christmas party, their Christmas their party, birthday, the charity, additional charity stuff. Santa coming to school and giving a present, buying yeah. a present for that event. And, and I mean, Elijah thoroughly enjoyed all of that, but it's just additional last minute like expenses mm. that I had, and then also. Um, feeling guilty because we were away from my dad's 60th and I missed all of the NGO cer ceremonies for play ball and for soccer and all of his his clamber club and all of that, all of the extramural stuff. I'll tell you what else I'm feeling guilty about. Yeah. And, and this is just, it's all silly stuff, but I wanted to mention it because I've been saying to you for two weeks now, I can't be the only one. Uh -huh. I can't be the only one who feels shit about this. I mentioned doing an advent calendar where I had a book for each oh, yes. day leading up Christmas to Christmas. In our Christmas episode, we yeah. discussed that, yes. And I started it, but then on the days Elijah misbehaves, how can I give him, and it's like a present for him, it's a present to unopen. Yes. It's already a book that he owns. <laughs> but it doesn't There's mean some new ones shoved in there, but the, most of the books that are wrapped are books that he owns. But he still looks at it like he's got a present to open. And if he's being a shit or not listening to me, 
then how how can I realistically give him something that's essentially a treat? It would be akin to, oh, well, Josh, you're being a dickhead to me and you're not listening and you're misbehaving, but it's time to open your advent calendar. He has a chocolate. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So there's that. I failed at it. And Elijah doesn't, he's, he's not even three, so he doesn't quite get it. So I wonder if it's, below his pay grade at the moment <laughs> um he also doesn't know the meaning behind christmas i'm seeing a lot of people online on social media talking about um christmas specific books that explain the birth of jesus and all of that and i feel strongly about when you have a holiday you must know the meaning behind it and i'm a christian myself and so i would like but that's a lot of effort and a lot of explanation and i feel like i would need raised buy-in and we need to sit and have a discussion around that can I just on that note, when you told me how you feel about that, I was like, oh shit, should I feel shit for not feeling shit about this? Because it hasn't even occurred to me. But can I just tell it's you? It's the comparison thing, you know. It you is, see other because you see other it. people do it and you think, fuck, I should be doing this. I'm a parent. I should be doing this. Yeah. But on that note, if you are feeling like Sam about this religious connotation or the religious meaning behind Christmas and your three-year-old not understanding it yet he's only fucking three but this if you're gonna look at the com- comparatively there are people who claim on social media that the two-year-olds are talking to that's Jesus fine. and that's da-da-da. fine they and are, I'm going oh, there are two-year-olds who are potty trained and there are two-year-olds right, who right, don't right. who don't take dummies all in due course your kid is not that kid you are not that woman your life is not that life so so he just thinks that Christmas is when Father Christmas comes and gives him presents for nothing do you know what I mean it's like that's fine I, that's not that doesn't stick to my ethos when I really think about it what am I doing it is okay because I, I think sucked into the whole Christmas everything and I feel like being the Grinch and hiding myself mm. under a cover and not partaking because if, if I said to my whole family guys unless we're doing this for the right reasons like I do Women's Day, mm. like I do um, Valentine's Day, mm. like I like any other holiday, um, flipping Heritage Day. Like I make sure that I really take note of our public holidays. And here I am just not and being very commercial and shit about Christmas. So if I, I can't. There's no way you can. That's the thing about Christmas. You can't get away from it. It's true. You cannot get away from it. You are sucked in because the, the expectations are there. And then everything. But also you love Christmas, Sam, and so do I. And I think that's why you feel the way you do. Because you have all these wonderful ideas, these ideals and things that you'd like I've for it no to, money you'd like for it to be like. And that's the thing. It becomes, there's no money and there's no energy to do all of this. We have made it a chore for ourselves. Mm. And... And, I mean, we can elaborate later on what we're going to do about it to survive this. But I feel you. Yeah. I feel you on that. There I mean, is pressure. The, the, my Christmas tree didn't go up on the 1st of December. I was away. So, I mean, sue me. But I felt cuck about it. And then I was just like, we're going to do it now. Everyone have fun. <laughs> yes. Everyone have fun. So it becomes and like, I'll, we are doing it and you will yeah. have fun. And I'll put up the time-lapse video. And we were all in a fa- fairly good spirit. And, uh, you know, but... It was still. It's, I didn't it even do the time lapse video. I meant to do it, and I didn't even get round to it. My tree went up on time, though. In fact, my tree went up early because I effing knew I wasn't going to have time to put it up on time. Everything just feels like a chore, and I have zero interest in doing any of it. The pressure to make sure that everybody has fun and makes the memories. Have you seen that? There's this um, meme going around of. You know, I don't remember what I... It was just like one of those reflective things that like this, everybody, hashtag this, um, where 
I don't remember what gift I got when for Christmas when I was six, seven, eight, nine, ten. But I remember what it felt like. I remember the smell of cookies mm-hmm. baking. I remember I the feeling. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like Christmas does uh, yeah, have has, specific yes. feelings around it, yes. memories, and yes. like there's a funny one of there's a funny meme of like the best thing about Christmas is saying thank you to both my parents and and seeing um, my dad being as surprised as what I was opening the presents. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. So so that and in, in, so there's. All of the sentiments around a mm. more a minimal Christmas and a, a and the memories rather than the things. But who's making those memories happen, Charlene? Exactly, someone has got to make it happen. It doesn't. Someone's putting the Christmassy it... smells into the household. Exactly, exactly. And I feel the pressure to make that happen for my household. Yes, I hear you. And it's it is just too much. I've already just cried to Ray, not feeling good enough about it. And I'm fucking done. Lastly, I've also got to say that, I mean, you know I do the elf on the shelf. I like mm. it. Uh, I, and I, I've given into, I'll skip a few days here and there, especially with Elijah being sick. I'm just like, he's not interested in looking mm. for On the days that he's interested, you do it. Is. And on the days that you're not, you... And I know for a fact there's two, again, it's just another dividing factor for moms where I've seen a lot of thread discussions on Facebook and Instagram about, um, oh, who does off on the shelf? And then the feedback, not me, not me. I think it's ridiculous. I think that's creepy. I think it's, and what does that mean? What does that make me feel like as a mom who's doing it? Then there are other moms who are also looking at me going, yes, Sam's got her shit together. Look, she did a time lapse of of her putting her tree up and she manages to do off on the shelf every night. I can barely, you know, Think about what we're going to have for dinner. How are we going to get through bath and bedtime? And I know there are certain moms looking at me going, yes, the same as her shit together. Why can't I be more like her? But then there are other moms going, that is absolutely ridiculous. I've got better things to do with my time and for my kids. And The judgment is in the air. Mm. And I think that's amidst the pressure that I'm feeling is the heavy judgment. Mm. Um. And most of the time, I can be like, Ugh, whatever, I'll do whatever I want. But it still gets to you. It does. If you're already feeling like you are inadequate or not enough or coming up short, those that kind of noise in the background, and unfortunately, social media is a massive culprit, mm. and, and how much attention we pay to it is what affects... Mm. Our, so I've been paying a lot of attention to it lately. And, and I've you been can't help stuck it. in the noise. I mean, the it's, noise has been getting it's to easy me. for me to say, Sam, you just need to drown the fucking noise out. Just drown it out because you, you're your own worst enemy here. But it's not, it's easier said than done because I know I already feel inadequate in many areas of my life. And so then it just makes you feel even worse. Mm. So I thought we'd be honest about feeling inadequate and not having our shit together. Um, it's the same at Christmas time as what is it as what it is all year long. We listeners, we don't have our shit together. We aren't really loving the twenty nineteen Christmas season. Maybe next week we'll feel differently. Mm. But right now, work pressure is just caving in on us to try and get everything done before I mean, Elijah's at holiday club. Elijah's at holiday club now. Your kids are at home, so you're having to juggle all of that. And yeah, your kids at holiday club. Just another thing for you to feel guilty about because you still have to. Yeah, 
Firstly, I feel guilty because I'm sending my kid to holiday club when it's school holidays already. And secondly, oh, there goes some more of that effing money that I could be using mm. to do holiday things mm. with him. Mm. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah, just between work and Christmas pressures, it's we're feeling it. And you know what? If you are in the same boat and are also feeling the pressure, we just wanted to say that we see you and we salute you and you're doing a good job. And I think you should uh, participate in the next little segment for us. Charlene, I've set up a little game called Expectation versus Reality. Okay, are you ready? I'm ready. <laughs> I'm going to mention some things that families do during the festive season, things that I've done before, uh, things that we are all uh, stupid or naive enough to get excited about doing with our toddlers especially. Um, I think as toddler moms, we make the mistake of setting up activities that would be much far easier with older kids who could either say, yes, mom, I'm into this, or no, fuck that, I don't want to do this. But we're trying to keep our toddlers busy, and so we thought we'd start with a few fun Christmassy traditions, you know? So there's the way that you expect things to pan out, and there's the way that they really pan out. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so you're ready for number one on the list. Let's hear it. This was recently implemented by both you and I. It's not necessarily... Christmassy, but you could turn it into a Christmas tradition. Hear me out now. Movie night. Okay. Right? And a lot of people I'm seeing are doing like it once a week when they do movie night, they're playing a Christmas-related movie. Mm-hmm. So the reality of the expectation, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to speak about the expectation. The expectation is in this rainy weather especially, you've got the hot chocolate on the go, pizza, um, maybe there's a little fire crackling in the background. Everyone's in a good mood and feeling loving. You've got the Christmas bed out in the lounge and your whole family's cuddled, ready, waiting to watch the movie. And you put on whatever it is, Klaus on Netflix or Alf. Um, uh, I forgot the actors and I'm really super funny. Uh, Will, Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell. Yes. Alfred Will Ferrell. All the, the, the Christmas favorites, you know, mm. the, the kid-friendly Christmas favorites. And you snuggle up and you watch the movie. And ideally, by the end of the movie, your kids are fast asleep and you transfer your cuddly, soft, gorgeous child into their bed and you have some alone time from about 7 8 p.m. with your husband or your partner. Uh, can I just can I just shit on your parade here for a minute quickly? Because <laughs> what's the reality? The reality Charmaine? is you're trying to get the hot chocolate going, and in my house, the kid, my eldest, is moaning because that's yucky. Then we're trying to make the Christmas bed. They want to jump on the Christmas bed and move the covers all over the show and play hide and seek. Not interested in watching a movie, or we're fighting about what movie we're going to watch. If we finally decide or settle on a movie then the next problem is I don't want this on my pizza that's yucky or cheese gets flung all over the bedding that we've now put out oh yeah that bedding don't even yeah in the lounge it goes straight into the wash after that exactly and then one wants to rather watch iPad and the other one is moaning because (laughs) my sister is making too much noise okay (laughs) 
Once we've tripped over all the bedding and we've battled all of these things, we're halfway through the movie. Jessie starts screaming uncontrollably because she wants a Malky and wants to rather go to bed. So one of us has to go lie with her in her bed. And Josh gets bored with the movie and wants to start another movie. Yeah. And so... By the time we're halfway through that movie, he's totally hyped up and now they want cream soda and chocolate and sweets mm. and there goes my idea mm. of let's let's mm. fall gently asleep. So mm-hmm. we abandon the movie, we <laughs> abandon the hot chocolate and we end up one lying with the one kid and the other mm. lying with the other kid until effing 10 past 10 on a Friday night mm. and no alone time for us. We um, eventually fall asleep night. next to the kids. <laughs> so much fun. <laughs> So Elijah starts playing during the movie. He gets up off his, his bed. He's got his dummy in his mouth. Supposed to only be for when he's sleeping. Uh. But no, he gets up, pulls out a few toys, ignores the movie, but dare I try to change it. Oh, no. Yes. Yeah. Ray's on his cell phone, <laughs> scrolling Twitter. Oh, yeah. Ray got bored halfway, like and I'm halfway going, through the first half. Excuse me. I am engaging in this movie. I'm not necessarily interested in old what's happening with old Klaus. I would love to watch what's reruns of Sex in the City. Exactly. But no, have fun, everybody. Yes. For fuck's sake. We will have fun. Okay. While we're on the topic of movies... Going to the movies is an activity that, I mean, Frozen 2 is, is, is out now. And I think this December, it is just on the bucket list for many a family. Um, expectation. We take our excited toddler who is willing and ready and just stoked to watch this new movie that's been hyped up to see Olaf again. He loves himself an Olaf. Go, as soon as we get there, we go get some popcorn, he chooses his treats, he happily walks by himself and holds his popcorn, nothing spills, his little boxy with his treats, and he sits on his chair, or he wheeze when I tell him to before the movie, let me say that, he wheeze when when I tell him to, we have a nice, you know, little sesh there where we empty our bladders ready for the movies. All the family sitting in their movie seats. Take a deep breath. And for two hours that Frozen 2 is showing, you can switch off. You can put your feet up. Your kid happily munches away on in his popcorn. Drinks his slushy. And for those two hours, you can, you can just kick back. Even if it is Frozen 2, it's a happy experience. And again, I must mention that when the movie's finished, you drive home and your kid falls asleep in the car. Nap time. It's a delightful experience. <laughs> well, it's supposed to be a delightful experience. Let me just say, I have, I'm yet to attempt taking my kids to a movie for this very reason. Because on a normal day, just getting to and from the car, I have an interruption by a poo nappy mm. or a, now I want water, now I want juice, now I'm spilling it all over myself. I wanted to take this and carry it myself, um, but I proceeded to throw it all out on the floor. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got a nappy bag and a kid's backpack and my own handbag to carry as you well. You mentioned that you're like late for the movie. Exactly, as, yeah, as well as super late a kid that's now running off. So now we're late. We've got too much shit to carry. Things are already falling apart. So just getting to and from the car 
already presents all of these challenges. So I cannot imagine why carrying popcorn and juice and needing to empty your bladder and sitting still for two hours and actually having a nice time would at all be even possible no. in reality. And Elijah gets there and I've booked these movies and he goes, I not want to watch that. And that was going to be my next point. I can only imagine that I will arrive at the front. We've paid for the tickets. We've arrived at the front and we're now going into the movies except I don't want to see this movie anymore. Mm. We want to now see another movie. Mm -hmm. Or we don't want to see the movie at all anymore. Mm -hmm. We rather want to go ride on the Hamleys train. Mm. Yeah. So also a lot of us are going to be going to the beach this holiday. Mm. Most Joe Boogers head down to the coast this time of year. And I've just come from the coast. We went uh, down to Port Edward for my dad's 60th birthday and spent a, a week with the family there. It was lovely. But I also had these expectations in my mind of what a beach outing mm. would entail mm. and the expectation is that you pack everything and it takes a lot of effort i mm. mean nothing nothing nice happens without putting a lot of effort in so you pack the the picnic lunch uh, for the beach and some snoopy money for an ice cream maybe and, and all the paraphernalia that oh, you of need course, for the yeah. beach tons like of towels toys shovels all of those things but once you've got everything and you the you the great mom who sorted all of that shit out um and you've set up everything this is now i'm still working on the expectation right mm -hmm. you lay your towel out and then your child is happily building a sand castle mm. while you lay on your towel sunbathing reading a book mm. And um, then when your child wants to go paddle in the water, either you or your partner stand up, flits about in the water for a little bit, come back, dry off. The child goes back to the sandcastle, plays a little bit, and you carry on relaxing. Open your book again. Get a few pages in. <laughs> I want to cry with laughter Maybe listening to this. Maybe have a nap. Mm. Expectation? Why don't you dole out the reality? Well, having been to Mauritius recently with both <laughs> my children and having been on several beach holidays since I've had children, none of that is actually even remotely true. First of all, once you've packed all of this effing paraphernalia and just the walk to the beach in itself is a challenge because A, Maybe they don't want to walk. You have to carry them as well as all the other fucking paraphernalia because they've decided they're too tired to walk. Or they lose their shoes along the way. Or it's scorching fucking hot with the sun and you forgot to put sun cream on them. And you think, let's just get to the beach as quickly as possible. Then we'll put sun cream on. Except there's a fuck ton of sand on the beach. <laughs> so now you have to rub the sun cream onto the kid whilst the sand. having the sand present. And they want to just go run off and be in the sand. So they've already got sand on their feet. And, the, and feet and on their bodies so you it's like sandpaper that you're now rubbing sand you're covered in sand the fucking wind is blowing your little caftan that you're wearing over your nice bathing suit up so you're bending down with your ass hanging out for everyone to see and your boob doing a nip slip out the top of your costume because let's be honest things aren't as tight and perky as they used to be all of this, you have not even attempted this beach day. You're only just trying to put the sun cream on. <laughs> they don't sit still. 
They drop their fucking ice cream in the sand. You will not pick up that book once, honey. No. You, you, you are not Don't even na- pack it. No. You're not going to nap. You are not going to have any of those fun things because chaos is going to ensue and you are just going to regret every second <laughs> of it. They, they don't want to build a sandcastle or they're like, no. let's build a sandcastle and they flick the sand up into your <laughs> eyes and their own. Now you're running. And, and you're trying to actually take photos to take memories as well, but they're getting sand all up in your brand new iPhone. And there's no, there's no time to quickly whisk on your or whip on your little caftan before you run into the ocean to try and rinse out the eye. Oh shit, that's salty water. So that's probably going to burn his eyes. Did we bring any bottled water to the beach? Oh shit, no, we forgot. So we have nothing to rinse off the sand and any of the mm. other shit with. It is just horrid. It's hard fucking work and it's not what you expect it's exhausting so if you're going to the beach guys good luck godspeed <laughs> i know you're not gonna not go to the beach because of what we say but lower your expectations like as in way down and don't pack a book mm, don't even Just don't do it don't even prepare for the worst day of your life and maybe you'll be pre- pleasantly surprised <laughs> um i mentioned this elf on the shelf that's another, that's another like Christmassy tradition that everybody's doing or taking a stand in not doing and mm. making everybody very aware of aware it of, as yes. well. Um, so, I mean, Pinterest has hordes of ideas. I actually was very chuffed to see the Elf on the Shelf cheat sheet. Uh, There's like a a certain amount of days before on day one, Santa does, uh, Alf does this, on day two does that. I was like, I can get on board with that. I don't have to think about the activity. I'll just do what it says and then I've done it. Again, another chore. On day three, I had Alfie in Barney's mouth. Okay, wait, I'm getting to the... Yes. (laughs) I'm getting to the the reality. Expectation is to think of very cute and yo, there are some funny ideas. And I really I pulled out all the stubs last year. I had Alf I had okay, our Alf's name is Rookie. I was gonna say you're really good at it. Rookie I always enjoy your posts. Oh thank you. Well I'll keep I'll keep doing them. (laughs) I um you know you have them flying on a Christmas ball and you you know Yes. And or like when the kids get older I think it gets a bit easier because you can write letters and stuff like that. I had a very realistic looking poo job happening into the party last year. That was a that was a perla. <laughs> I enjoyed that one. So, so I do have fun with it. That you have these funny moments that are an absolute hit. And the expectation is also that your child wakes up in the morning going, oh, I wonder what Ricky's doing today. Yes. My exactly. child doesn't do that. So I'm just getting straight into the reality. Elijah couldn't give a fuck. <laughs> I had I, as a joke, I had him, as I said, in Barney's mouth. So we've got a huge Barney that mm. we won from Nadia, the non-adventures of a stay-at-home mom. We yes. entered a competition and we got this Barney and it's a huge one. And I just thought, I'm just going to put Alfie in Barney's mouth and take a photo and make it for the adults. I think it's funny. Yes. And I put Alfie in Barney's mouth and he just looked quite, <laughs> what the fuck is happening? Barney's eating this Alfie. It's day three and we're all sick of him. And um, I said to Ray, now what should I do? And he's like, I'll just keep him there. And I was just like, I don't, my child's not scarred by shit like this. Mm. So <laughs> Elijah just walked past him. And then when I said, said, spoke to Elijah in the lounge, I said, where's Rookie? And he said, oh, Barney's got him, mom. <laughs> and it was not like a, a non-event. Phase. Yeah, it was a non-event. So I just have to tell you, last year, Josh wasn't at all phased about uh, 
Alfie and I did so much. I tried to do as much and with him every day and Josh did not even not notice keen. it. This year, being, more interested. being four or going on four, very aware of it. So okay. give it a year. Okay. Yeah. I do think a lot of these activities, as I said, we mm. are shooting for things that would be easier doing with older kids. Beach with an older kid. So much fun. So much easier, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure you can whip out a book with a 10, 11, 12-year-old. Mm, because they just keep themselves busy. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. with the toddlers, it's not going to happen, not guys. Yeah. Um, crafty activities. Mm. And I'm, I just, I'm, I'm not a crafty mom. I'm so bad at it. I lose my temper at it. I, that's also why the teacher's gifts shit gets me down. Because you've got to be crafty if you're going to make things look mm. cute and nice. And I'm talking baking, guys. Christmas baking. I know all the tricks. Making the, he's like a gingerbread man. Turn it upside down. Boom. you got a reindeer. <laughs> cute. So true, yes. I know that it's going to be a fucking Pinterest fail when I do it. I know it. <laughs> I know it. Um, let's just not even talk about my baking day, my baker's day you know debacle. debacle plus also you think that oh we will now we will measure the flower now we will no the elijah firstly is not interested and if he does sh- feign interest for like five minutes it's a shit show it's a mess there is flower all over the place it's not cute i don't know where the girls are maybe different and more like orderly mommy let's bake Oh no, Joshua and Jess are both totally interested and then Mm. I have a problem because I know you need to let them be free and let them create, but I'm like, okay, the recipe says you need two effing scoops of flour and one scoop of sugar, for example, and then Joshua's like, no, I want another one of this. We need to put three of the flour. I'm like, Joshua, the recipe says two of the flour. You can help me by scooping them and putting them in. And then I have a kid having an effing meltdown because no, I want three. I want three. I'm like, yeah. that is not the recipe. We're not going to be able to bake these it's things. It's so hard. It's and like, just you can, for argument's sake, you can put out like you would in a cooking show, like already meet out the ingredients before your kid gets involved. But when do you do it? Exactly. Or during their nap time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a lovely sentiment. <laughs> also, um, I did this uh, painting. Oh, God. Look there. I've got a look at my, I've wrapped my father-in-law's birthday gift. It's beautiful. You see, it's so stunning. It's, it's painted with Elijah painted wrapping paper and it's cute and it's, it's got his painting. Doing that was hard. That was actually paper that I painted for my mom-in-law's birthday in October. <laughs> <laughs> and it didn't dry in time for me to wrap it for my mom's gift, so I kept it. And I look like a Pinterest-worthy mom. That's why I say, if anybody looks at my like Instagram feed or, or my life, or like my sister-in-law will probably be like, when do you have time to have your kid paint such beautiful wrapping paper, Sam? And I'm just like, guys, sometimes it's not actually fucking worth it to do it. No. Last year... It's Eli- messy, it's stressful, it's yeah. taxing. Last year I stenciled... Okay, so now this is expectation. No, no, we're onto reality. Whatever, we've just actually mixed it. <laughs> you know what the thing is? I think the truth of the matter is that all our listeners know the expectation. The expectation is to have this be- so beautiful to have the Christmas, yes. the Christmas cookies and to have the, the beautiful. So last year, I, I pulled it off. I stenciled out a Christmas tree 
And Elijah was not even two, yes, he was not even two then. So then we went outside, I took green paint and I put the stencil down and he just went wild with the green paint mm-hmm. over these gift bags. Mm-hmm. And then you pull the stencil away and it's a beautiful Christmas tree and yes. you stick a sticker of a star there. And it's a really nice, thoughtful little gift bag that your child or grandchild or nef- ne- uh, nephew has painted. Mm-hmm. Um, and I managed to do that, and so that's the expectation, guys. And it's a and for it to also be meaningful a nice exp- and, yes. and a developmental activity, all of the above, all of those beautiful, fun, great, and time spent with your child. Yes. All the of those reality things. for me, the reality is, I run out of time. And I'm just like, okay, um, we've got 45 minutes. We got before we got to leave for the birthday party. Let's quickly, yeah, paint quickly, Elijah. Have fun. Yes. Have fun and paint. Have fun. I haven't had time to set aside a Saturday to paint a whole lot of the wrapping paper. No. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Or to, or you know, I haven't set aside a Saturday to like, let's just bake cookies Today will be our arts and crafts activity. And in two weeks' time, we have this birthday. So our arts and crafts activity will be used for the wrapping paper for this birthday then. No. That's a shit show. The reality is you... Paints being flailed about, you messing on yourselves. Oh shit, now we still got to wash hands and clothes and get dressed and then rush off to the birth because we're going to have to be in time for the birthday party. It's just a shit show. Yeah. It's just the pressure of the even thinking about the idea before you do it. That's why I, I know my limits, Sam. So I've I haven't come, even set out to do... I've come yeah. to understand my limits in these things. <laughs> and so I look at them from a distance and I'm like, oh, that's such a lovely so idea. Nice. I'm not that person. Can I just say to all those moms who, who managed are, to do it, and f- particularly these ones, Charlene, the ones who have gotten out the gingerbread house baking kit I know. and have managed that, well done, moms. You are kicking well done. so much of us. I just... I'm not doing it. Okay, Charlene, what's today's bottom line? For me, the bottom line is to just be okay with being a mediocre mom. I'm just going to be mediocre. I'm going to be the best fucking version of being a mediocre mom that there is (laughs) because I cannot deal with feeling like a failure anymore. I'm just going to set out to be not good enough and if I manage mediocre, I'm winning. Mm. It's just where I'm at. I'm going to just give up on most of the ideals that I have had for Christmas. I'm not going to have placemats. I'm not going to have a a themed table for my guests. I'm not going to worry about the menu. I will literally a day or two before they arrive at my house be like, what do you guys feel like? What can you bring? This is what I can bring to the table. I will not have a fucking Christmas serviette in my house. I will not have Christmas music playing. I will not have beautifully stenciled wrapping papers. I will not have thoughtful <laughs> notes. I'm not going to have any of those things. We're probably not going to do any holiday activities. I'm just settling for shit. I'm settling to be shit. That's the bottom line for me. And shit by the world standards. And maybe I manage better. Maybe I manage mediocre and I will actually be able to look at the smile on my kid's face a little bit longer because I'm not too busy feeling shit about myself to mm. notice. I've come to my bottom. The bottom line for me is, 
And I mentioned it earlier and it's really struck home for me. There are so many types of moms. You know, in our very first episode, we spoke about the breastfeeding moms versus versus the bottle feeding moms and the pram users and the baby carriers and the ones who gave vaginal birth and the other ones who had a C-section. And the list goes on cloth um, nappies versus disposables. Mm. The, the list doesn't stop and it doesn't stop at Christmas. You have the over-the-top moms who do every activity. You have the baking moms. You've got the crafty moms. You've also the, got the, the green moms mm, who upcycle all of their gifts and make, like, they're not making me feel anything. I just, I feel cuck about then too much plastic. Yeah, because you feel guilty because you, sometimes you just take the easy route and you just go with yeah. stuff that's readily available. The, those same moms don't use wrapping paper. They use like cloth to wrap their gifts in. Mm-hmm. Or um, you have the moms who keep it very simple. That's, I was going to say, simplicity. Keep it yeah, simple, the minim- min- A mindful Christmas, the yes. minimalist moms. Yes, yes. So, and um, we're not here bashing no. any of those moms. We're just saying it's very difficult to slot ourselves to into find a any place of those. Where, where I fit in currently. And uh, I don't feel like I fit in. I feel like I'm failing. I think I'm, fa- need- I'm failing. Like, you know me, I do the four gift rule. Yes. It's looking superfluous to me, even then. Yes. It's looking like I've got my four gifts for Elijah. It's four too many yes. for him right now. Yeah. And But how can I justify not giving him anything for Christmas, you know? So I might get swept up in the fucking hype. Again. And I, what do I do? Do I tell the rest of the family, please don't give my child plastic gifts. We're having a mindful Christmas and being green. No, I can't. There's going to be family members who give him plastic toys. I think we need a new category. What's the category? Bad moms. The bad moms. I mean, look at the bad moms <laughs> Christmas movie. Yeah. Have you watched that movie? I have. I need to watch Mila it again. Kunis Maybe I should watch it again to feel better Christmas about myself. And the pressure of Christmas yes, for them. And that's it. Bad moms. Bad moms at Christmas. I'm, I'm keen. Who wants to join the category? Guys, we're in it. <laughs> we're in it. So how about we keep talking? Whoever wants to join our bad moms category, we are here for you. Yes. Weigh in on something. Tell us about your struggles. Swear, rant, rave, cry, do whatever you need to. Just please, dear God, let us know that we're not alone in this shit show that is Christmas this year. (laughs) You can DM us a voice note on Instagram as usual at The Great Equalizer Podcast. Or record one on your phone and hit us up over email, thegreatequalizer.za at gmail.com. Also, feel free to tag us in your Instagram or Facebook posts with the hashtags uh, bombing at momming or bad mom moments because we want to see how you're succeeding and failing because we do it every day. <laughs> <laughs> if you left a, a full package of um, painkillers in your kid's backpack, please let me know. For sure. <laughs> your support's so important to us. You have no idea. Every like, every love, every share, please keep it coming. Your comments, it makes us feel less alone and like the reason we are doing this podcast is not in vain. So guys, please don't forget to review us on Apple Podcast or rate us on Facebook and hit that subscribe button wherever you prefer to listen to us on Spotify, SoundCloud or Apple. Hit the subscribe button so you get notified when a new episode comes to town. The more we're seen, the better this podcast can do and the better we'll be for you. And also you'll be putting other moms or fellow friends in touch with us so they can also feel a little bit less alone. And so, my dear friend, (laughs) 
My, yeah. my dear Gringe friend, <laughs> yeah. we're the Gringe today. Yeah, we are. <laughs> That's it for this week. Until next time, keep, keep your, your mom game strong. today's show please head on over to our website at www.thegreatequalizerza.com or catch us on instagram at the great equalizer podcast or on facebook if you want something a little more personal email us at thegreatequalizer.za@gmail.com at gmail.com and we'll get back to you